Welcome to the What Are Poems podcast, the only poetry podcast not seeped in pretension. You're going to hear me start breathing a lot more on here. Allergy season has arrived in Pennsylvania, so that means if I got the windows open, the uh, the whipple wills and the and the dusty dusties are getting down in my lungs and making me uh, breathe a little heavier. Every year it's nice because I have plausible deniability that it's not because I'm fat, it's because of the pollen that I breathe like this. LMAO, right? Laughing my ass off, as the kids are saying. Hey, remember that band, LMAO? Was that it? Glad they're gone. They, uh, they were the, uh, the, singers and the, uh, the singers and the songers on the, uh, on the Kia video with the giant hamsters. Where my, uh, my roommate, longtime roommate Bill Sheba, used to always say, Hey, Jake. How do, uh, how do hamsters sell cars? So I don't know, but I think it's working. I've seen some more Kias on the road. Got one of those very special type episodes today. Uh, recently in Britain, robots have began writing decent poetry. I'm going to track the evolution of this. Robots have been writing poetry for longer than we, than we think, I think. Unless you've been following this narrative. But now they're, they're kind of writing okay poetry. And it's got everyone a little, a little worried. A little, what's going on here? You know? How's it'll be? Did you have a good week? I had an okay week. I got a funny one for you. Kind of funny, not really. I'm sure I've uh, talked about Uncle Johnny the Crypt Keeper on this podcast before. That's a that's a man who uh, digs in the cemetery. He digs the graves of the cemetery in the town where I live. Well, the town adjacent to where I live. Adjacent to Wilkes-Barre. Uncle Johnny the Crypt Keeper uh, mows the grass for the churches and digs the graves for the dead. And uh, I wouldn't say he's a friend of mine, but, but I know him uh, decently well because he's been drinking at the bar I work at since I got there. He's been there since I got there, you know. And uh, this weekend, uh, he wasn't having it. He wasn't having it. Doing a lot of his usual uh, sharp-turned head, speaking to Ghost and going, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, he's arguing with a man. So I uh, walked down and I said, John, what's the problem here? Why, uh, what's going on here, buddy? He said, uh, guy's arguing with me. I said, all right. So I go over to the guy. I said, hey, don't talk to him. He's a little bit, uh, he's a little bit of a wild card. You don't really want to get on his bad side, et cetera, et cetera. I go back to Uncle Johnny and I say, uh, he's not going to bother you anymore, John. He says, uh, let me get a bottle. I said, what? He said, let me get a bottle. All right, all right, I'll give you a bottle. He said, I'm going to stab the guy with it. I said, well, then you can't have the bottle, Johnny. That really happened. That's the, I should get a band. That felt like a, a moment we could have a band do something funny. A, uh, 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 a band. <laughs> who's, a, who's a good late-night band uh, director out there? Paul Schaefer you have, bald. Kevin Eubanks was uh, Leno's guy. You had Max Weinberg of the Max Weinberg 7 representing Conan O'Brien, my personal favorite. And uh, I think Fred Armisen's in one now. Oh, I like the guy that Colbert has, John Baptiste. I remember reading about John Baptiste Lafitte, the, uh, the pirate who uh, helped rally the troops and helped Andrew Jackson win the battle in New Orleans. If you want to trip down uh, memory lane, a good, a good piece of history. 
America wins the Battle of New Orleans. Andrew Jackson hailed a hero, but we've already won the war. He wins a battle after the war is already finished. But Jean-Baptiste Lafitte, the pirate king of New Orleans, helped him uh, win that battle. Look that up, you know. Just look it up. It'll be good for you. So you want a, you want a fact there? I'm going to stab him with the bottle. No, you're not, John. John, no, you're not. I'm going to stab him right in the head with the bottle. Johnny, Johnny, don't. Okay. Yeah. I wish you guys, uh, if, uh, look up a skeleton. Imagine there's flesh on the skeleton, cover it in dirt, and a large brown jacket. In the winter, he wears a hat with puppies on it. I said, where you get that hat? He said, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> found it. I know where he got it. He found it. He's going to pay my friend Liz like 500 bucks a week to come vacuum his apartment once a month. You don't get a lot of dust, just need a vacuum every now and, now, now and again. I'm going to stab him with the bottle. All right, when we come back, we're going to do this, uh, we're going to do this whole uh, robots on poetry on poetry on robots. I might have a guest for this. I don't know. It depends how I, if I can work it out. We can work it out. We can work it out. What's, that's a Beatles, right? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> You're not the Beatles, that's why I need a band leader. The search for the band leader. Do you want to be a band leader on a podcast in Wilkesbury that doesn't have as much viewership as one may think? Please submit your application to the What Are Poems podcast at gmail.com. All right. I'll be back. The band was called LMAFO. Not LMAO. So I was wrong there. I'm sorry to any uh, LMFAO fans out there. What if there was a fan of LMAFAO? Am I <laughs> what if there was a fan of LMFAO and a fan of the What Are Poems uh, podcast? And he said, you know what? This guy is saying my favorite band's name wrong. And I hope there's not. I hope I'm not attracting that audience. It stands for laughing my freaking ass off. It's an American electronic dance music duo consisting of Uncle Red Foo and Nephew Sky Blue. Wow. Yeah, they're the son and grandson of Motown record founder Barry Gordy. Remember that from, uh, from the Jackson 5 movie? Mr. Gordy, he said shoulder. <laughs> it's, uh... Uh, Barry Gordy, I think I've talked about this on here. Michael, in the Jackson 5 movie, The Jacksons, An American Dream, Michael, Jermaine, and the gang are inside recording uh, I'll Be There. And uh, young Michael Jackson says shoulders instead of shoulder. Look over your shoulders, girl. And uh, Jermaine, uh, he says... Uh, Mr. Gordy, he said shoulders with, with an S, you know. He's like, Michael's screwing up. Give me the solo. And uh, Barry Gordy, played by Lando Calarosi himself, Billy D. Williams, immediately chastises uh, Jermaine. Jermaine, never stop the tape again. Michael, you're doing great. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things that ever happened in, uh, happened in film. But we're talking about robot poetry today. 
That's a robot noise, I think. So, uh, look, it, it, it start, in San Francisco, no, wait, yeah, in San Francisco, they say, they build this uh, AI equipment. Uh, it's, it's an open AI, which I don't understand the science of this, but basically they make this robot uh, in like... Uh, in like 2018, and this robot can finish poems. So they're basically saying, like, let's give it the start of a poem and see where it takes it. So, for instance, um, Emily Dickinson, because I could not stop for death. The scientists say, look, robot, here we go. Because I could not stop for death, he kindly stopped for me. The carriage held but just ourselves in immortality. Right? Solid Dickinson. Well done, Amdick. Still thinking about you, girl. You were the number one on the podcast, first one. Uh, so then the robot, he, he finishes it and he says, That was all a very solemn moment with a brave mind. The sun fell on us. We were left behind. The world went dark. Our only light was the moon. And we were still there. So the robot, like, not good. You know what I mean? It's not doing well. Oh, boy. And uh, they're realizing that it's not doing uh, well. An ad popped up with, with the uh, thing I was reading here. Uh, so uh, they were they feared the robot then because they realized that it could uh, begin to just amplify spam and fake news if they released it in the world, so they had to destroy it. Uh, but they did uh, release a book called Transformer Poetry, which was all about uh, the, the robot's... Uh, Speaking poetry. How about this? Is how it finishes. Still I rise by Maya Angelou. This AI. I'll get into the one that actually wrote the good poem in a moment here. So still I rise, Maya Angelou. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust I'll rise. The robot finishes. I will speak because my voice shall be heard. I will sing because my voice shall be heard and my song be sung. I will dance because my dance shall have no end and my word shall be spoken because my word shall not have no end. I will cry because my tears shall have no end and my voice shall be made immortal. Hmm. So it takes a piece of syntax and it runs with it. Uh, and it keeps going, I will mode from the last verse. It was given uh, Evangelou's poem and mutating it ad nauseum it feels almost like amateur improv the ai stalling as it tries to figure out what else to do so you know it wasn't doing well but this is the big development folks and this is what kind of shook me a tad i've been shook and here's how i been done shook the artificial intelligence in britain was trained by these scientists and um half a million lines of poetry was fed uh modern poets Poets like Keats, all the old fellas, and it's come up with an almost comprehensible image of a box of light that had been a tree. The algorithm, algorithm, which those behind it believe is the best attempt to date at training an artificial intelligence to write poetry, was fed lines from the hundred British contemporary poets as inspiration, learning from the style of poets such as Simon Armitch and Alice Oswald. It was given seed words from which it would generate couplets based on its understanding of what poetry was. Experts from the Poetry Society Poetry Archive, 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 <laughs> and Scottish Poetry Library then filtered through tens of thousands of couplets to highlight what did and didn't work. They repeated this over and over again in a five-month period before the AI's output began to improve. 
I think we all individually went through 40,000 couplets in the end, says uh, Tracy Gurry, director of the Poetry Archive. We removed arcane language. We took out offensive and violent or discriminatory language. Then we looked at whatever the second line responds to the first, and it learned. We fed back when really something struck us, such as when metaphors worked really well. It certainly was a lot more nonsense language to start with, but it did get better. Here's the, uh, here's the poems. Uh, here's the... The, the 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 new poem by the robot this is the best robot poet this ai from 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 great britain so should i read it in a robot voice or a regular voice i think robot what if everyone's like why is he doing a robot voice you know what i never cared what people thought here we go and soon i am staring out again begin to practice my words expecting my word will come it will not the wind is calling. My friend is near. I hear his breath. His breath is not the air. He touches me again with his hands and tells me I'm growing old, he says. Far old. We travel across an empty field in my heart. There is nothing in the dark, I think, but he. I close my eyes and try to remember what I was. He says it was an important interesting day because I put in his hands one night the box of light that had been a tree. It's pretty good. My robot voice got shitty at the end, but that's pretty good, I think, for a robot. You're damn right, robot. Are we nervous about this? I'm not. Let the robots write poetry. Better than them freaking uh, doing something nefarious. Reminds me when Data wrote the poem on Star Trek The Next Generation, Ode to Spot. Classic Data. Classic robots, you know? The robots are teaching me humanity. <laughs> The robots are my friends. How about that robot? Uh, you ever hear about the robot that was hitchhiking across the country and it got to Philly and they murdered it? That's that's so Philadelphia, you know? I hope the poetry robot doesn't go to Philadelphia. They'll eat him alive. You think there would be some kind of art or culture emerging from Philadelphia, but there isn't. It's just sweaty sandwiches and and people who get mean over sports. They have cultural centers. They have things, but but they they're just waiting for a robot to show up that reads poetry and they'll and they kill it. If I want to hear poetry, that's my mother. Let's kill this poetry robot. <laughs> that's not even. I don't even know. Uh, I'm sorry, Philadelphia, but you know it's true. You know that's not a city that uh, rings rings of poetry. You know. I'm going to write a poem about a robot, so uh, hold tight. I'll be back. Here's my poem, Tendencies, about a robot. Hold on to your butts. That's Sam Jackson, like I've done before. Uh, here's my poem. We have a tendency to name things. We have a need to familiarize ourselves with things that are things and will remain things. It's like when you have a microwave long enough, you might call it Britney, because it acts so much like one. It likes eating popcorn, but will burn it if it's angry at you. Classic microwave Britney. So what then if a robot sits next to you? Do you call it by a series of numbers, or do you call it Sam and give it a balloon and take pictures of it in front of a table of mimosas at brunch on its robot birthday. Happy birthday, Sam. 
That's my poem. What do I call it? Robot Tendencies? If not, that's what I'm calling it now. Robot Tendencies. Hey, I know this was a short one, but I just felt like, you know, instead of diving into a poet, the future's happening around us. We're living in the in the world of uh, of uh, iPads and and uh, microplastics in our water, and I'm sure that Elon Musk is going to land somewhere soon uh, with one of his super rockets. <laughs> uh, but uh, who the hell knows what'll happen next? What the next phase of poetry is? It's getting hot again, you know? We got the poets emer- re-emerging, as we've said. But if they re-emerge and the robots are like, we could do the job better. And that's why we should all be looking over our shoulders, huh, folks? That should be our worry. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machine. Watched it in my friend Kerr's bedroom. I said, this is all right. He said, yeah, it's okay. I think we went outside and had some cigarettes and listened to rock and roll music afterwards. Rise of the Machine pumped us up. Said, Let's go outside. We'll play guitars and smoke cigarettes like badasses, you know? Now what's badass? Who knows? Who knows what kids think is super cool nowadays? I was saying that the other day, you know? How the hell did Fonzie hang out in a bathroom at a burger joint and he's the coolest guy in town? I admire him for it, but I also think, like, geez, anybody else... Like in, in my town, in Wilkes-Barre, we'd find that man strange. They'd be like, you know Fonzie? He's so cool. And I'd be like, the guy who hangs out in the bathroom at the burger joint? I don't know if he's that cool. You know, but who am I to say? Hey, who am I to say who's the Fonz and what's the Fonz and all that? Hey, you could submit your own poems to the podcast at whatarepoemspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, my friends, peace and love, peace and love, beef, Jackie.